0: Hey, hey friends! To be fair, life can feel like a mess with too little time. But on this podcast, we think through the challenges and make thoughtful, everyday decisions. My name is Amy Kay, and this is To Be Fair. Thank you so much for listening, friends. This is episode number 16, and today we're talking about our word choices. And also swearing, as in cussing, or cursing, or saying bad words. I've been thinking of cussing for over a year now. Actually, I've been thinking about not cussing for over a year. One year ago, I was excited to get to be called to a great church called Elam Lutheran. I had substitute preached there some, so I knew them a bit and they knew me, but thankfully they did not know everything about me. I had one salty mouth the year before being called to their church. It was two years ago that my then-husband left me abruptly. I was so very broken and sad. It was very, very difficult. And my language, which had never been sparkling clean, went to absolute pot. (laughs) As the months moved along, I came along. By the time I was called to the church, I was back to my typical speech patterns. But it was certainly in the back of my mind, before I started at the church, that I could not cuss there, and I was afraid that I would let one slip. Then, just as I was to begin my time at Elam, I got to meet a gem of a woman named Beverly. I didn't actually get to meet her in life because she passed away one year ago yesterday. I was honored to get to know her through the stories her family told of her. It is truly such an honor to get to help celebrate someone's life in worship. And I cherish the conversations that I get to have as we ready for a loved one's memorial or funeral service. They are always truly so special and intimate and revealing. Beverly's two kids, daughter-in-law and granddaughter, allowed me to join them one evening to talk about Beverly and her funeral. I tell you, my friends, I loved some stories about Beverly. She was born in 1931, and she was the wife of the funeral home director. She was a professional woman herself in this role, and she carried herself as such. Towards the end of our visit, Beverly's family recalled some of her favorite expressions. Given the little bit you know of her, I'm guessing you can imagine the types. Oh, my! And Gee whiz. (laughs) And then there's this one, and I love this story that Beverly's son shared. He was a high school basketball player, and they had a goal at home. Apparently, he was a highly motivated player because one evening he told himself that he was going to make 10 consecutive free throws or some particular shot before calling it a night. It was getting dark, and at some point in his effort, Beverly poked her head out from the door and asked if he was going to come in soon. He called back to her that he needed to make his shots first. And here's the best part. He remembers her saying, honestly, as the door shut. I feel like I can just hear her saying, honestly. Right? (laughs) Can't you? Can't you? Like, I hope I told the story well enough that you can, like, envision that with me and just hear her say that. The Sunday after Beverly's funeral, I substitute preached in Manhattan, Kansas at the UCC Church. I have no idea what I was preaching about but somehow the story of Beverly's honestly was a fit in the sermon her kids allowed me to share it with the church and with you by the way after worship a few people were excited to talk to me because they remembered phrases their loved ones had said cry was one of them i remember i wrote it down on the bulletin because i wanted to remember it and i wrote it out like three parts cry <laughs> And Jiminy Crickets! So great! I hope you're thinking of some of these types of exclamations that your loved ones have fancied. Perhaps you say some yourself, or perhaps you could add some of these to your vocabulary to express yourself when profanity isn't the best. How amazingly fortunate was I to get to have Beverly as an example at the exact time I was worried about my word choices? geez louise am i grateful for her and i'm grateful for her family to share with me what now i'm glad to hand on to you additionally to be fair there might actually be times when cussing is an okay choice according to the new york times article the cause for cursing from july 27 2017 profanity serves a physiological, emotional, and social purpose. And it's effective only because we've been taught that it's inappropriate. Like profanity has power because we think that it's inappropriate. And the power that profanity has is helpful in some very real ways. A study co-authored by Richard Stevens, a senior lecturer in psychology at Keele University in the UK, found that swearing can increase our ability to withstand pain. Listen to how he studied this. In his experiment, Dr. Stevens asked subjects to come up with a list of words, including swear words, that they might use if they hit their thumb with a hammer. They were also asked to come up with a list of neutral words to describe a chair, like wooden, straight, ornate, words like that. He then asked participants to submerge a hand in ice water for as long as possible while repeating a word from one of the two lists, a swear word or a neutral word. Participants who repeated a swear word were able to keep their hand submerged in the ice water for almost 50% longer than those who repeated a neutral word. Crazy! And not only that, swearing also made participants feel like the pain wasn't as intense. So the researchers obviously concluded that swearing had the effect of reducing sensitivity to pain. It's not the words themselves that help us tolerate pain. NBC News published an article called When Cussing is Good for Your Health on February 4, 2018, and quoted Dr. Amy Cooper Hockham, explaining that when we swear, it sends a message to the amygdala in the brain. The emotional and physical reaction that we have by cussing triggers the fight or flight response, which then gives us that burst of energy to make it through the difficult or painful task. So when you stub your toe and punctuate the pain with an expletive, the spontaneous cussing can help tolerate the pain better. Hmm. I will try to remember that the next time I do something clumsy and I hurt myself. I'll go with a good old cuss word so it doesn't hurt as bad. Circling back when I became suddenly single, perhaps my colorful language was truly helping me to, to live on. It's not like I hit my thumb with a hammer, but the pain was far worse, really. And maybe it was made more bearable when I really let her fly. I was pretty good at it. <laughs> I could hold my own. There is also some other research showing that people who cussed are perceived as more honest and relatable. It's all so fascinating to me, I tell you. There are actually whole books about the benefits of cussing, but I'm not actually that fascinated to read an entire book about it. I'd rather learn from dear Beverly and her honestly. I think she was a great example of having expressive go-to words and phrases that aren't culturally taboo. Land's a livin'. I think my grandma used to say that. I encourage you to give some clean new zingers a try. And if a blue streak comes sailing out of your mouth or mine, it'll be for a darn good reason. And it's good to know that it will be reducing our pain. (laughs) May our words be appropriate and also perhaps inappropriate when needed, my friends. Thanks so much for listening. I hope it was helpful to you in some way. If you have a friend who might also think there's something helpful here, please do share this episode. I'm Amy Kay, and this has been To Be Fair.